Welcome back to a Clubfoot Mom podcast. I am your host and fellow Clubfoot Mom, Maureen Hoff. On last week's episode, we heard from Angie England about her son's experience of Clubfoot relapse. And today we are going to hear from Aaron himself about what his experience of both having Clubfoot and going through Clubfoot relapse has been. I'm really excited to share Aaron's story with you. Uh, He's a super special kid, and it's exciting to hear from a clubfoot kid themselves. So let's just jump in. Hi, Aaron. Thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast and sharing your story with us today. You're welcome. I'm super excited to talk with you and just to hear about your experience. You're the first person on the podcast, kid, who's talking about their treatment. So thank you for doing that. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me on this podcast. You're so welcome. I'm so grateful you were willing to do it. So let's start with, do you have, what do you remember about your club foot treatment when you were little? Do you have memories of what that treatment was like? I have a little bit memories. So like, I kind of remember um, walking for my daughter, for my doctor mm-hmm. <laughs> to, um, so he could see how my foot was doing and how he um, and how my foot was progressing, and um, sometimes, and um, how he was kind of nice. And I also remember there's a really funny story after that. We went to the beach, and me and my papa said, only to our ankles, and we actually were soaking wet by the that's so cute. What about your boots and bar? Do you remember sleeping with them? Do you have memories of wearing them? I actually don't really because I was kind of little and I don't think I can remember things from that little, even though I have a very great memory. Yeah. Well, it does happen when you're so small that it's hard. I asked that because I think parents think a lot about that think about whether our kids will have memories of what their experience was like because it happens at such a young age so it's interesting to hear you say that and I think everybody's different but I wonder myself whether my daughter will have any memory at this point it seems like such a big part of her life but she's only four so I don't know how much of that she's actually going to remember yeah So what did you feel like when you found out that you had to have more treatment after you were done with the boots and bar and you knew you were going to have to have a surgery and more casts? I kind of felt a little scared and a little worried, like, am I going to get through this? Will I be okay? But I also really felt kind of proud of myself that I was going to take on this challenge and no matter what I was probably going to get. Wow. That's, that's incredible. And do you have a lot of memories of what it was like to go through the treatment for you? Yeah, I kind of, I do remember um, going to my doctor in South 
And I kind of remember some of that, and I remember going to St. Louis and having like the funnest time at St. Louis, probably funner than I have here in Southern California. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, and I do remember going to that hospital and being in the room where the surgery is and doing things like that and seeing all the tools. But other than that, like, all that I normally remember is that me wheeling around everywhere in my wheelchair because I loved that doing that. You liked being in the wheelchair? Yes, I loved it. I'm kind of wondering why I didn't stick and stay with my wheelchair right now because it's like so fun to have because like you can go like twice as fast and it's just <laughs> it was so fun. It's so funny. I feel like I have I have three daughters, Erin, and I feel like my daughters are obsessed with wheelchairs. Like they really in crutches. They like really are just like, I want to know what it's like to be in a wheelchair. I want I want to use crutches. They're always making crutches out of cardboard, which I'm like, that's not really gonna work, but give it a shot. Um, so it's interesting because I don't know what that as a parent, you think, oh, this is going to be so difficult and they're not going to like this. And it's going to be such a challenge when in reality, you're like, this is so fun. Yeah, it really is. It really is like, I almost wish that I'm still in cast right now so I could, <laughs> so I could like be around a chair. Well, I think you're going to give a lot of hope to parents out there who are really worried about what that experience is going to be like for their kids that are going through it. And they're going to know that maybe that's just going to be the best part. At one point in time, he was like doing so many tricks on his little wheelchair that we passed a mom and I could hear her telling the people around her, we know why that boy has two broken legs. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I really want to correct your ignorance right now, but I'm too busy laughing. Like, yeah, yeah, because you're just like, it wasn't, (laughs) yeah, it wasn't really like a comment on the treatment. It was more on his ability to like do all these crazy things in the wheelchair. Yeah. Oh, man. Sometimes I would even, there's a part in the back of my wheelchair where you can like for people to put their feet so if you go over like a like um, oh like if you go on a bump or something you lift it up so Naomi would stand on those and hold where some people would push you and then I would wheel her around she she probably like miss like two like three thousand steps per day um because I would wheel her around everywhere oh my god that sounds like so much fun you do such an amazing job of like sharing your story and creating awareness. And we talked with your mom a little bit about what you guys do for World Clubfoot Day. But I want to know from you, like what inspires you to do that? Why do you want to share your story? I kind of want to share my story because I feel like there are a lot of kids out there because it's um with Clubfoot because it's estimated one in every a thousand kids to have club foot and there's I think 
the last book I read about how many people on the earth it's probably inclined way more than this, but it said like seven trillion. So people on this planet are like about estimated. So I know that there's probably a lot of kids out there that have club foot and that don't probably even have the money to pay for the treatment. Mm. So I feel really inspired to do this and like almost make money because every $400, I think it was this year, Mm -hmm. um, we raise is to a kid for their whole entire life of treatment. So I felt really inspired because I kind of know that every kid or, um, if you have club foot, you'll probably get through it like I did. And they know that Mm. no matter what, it's probably going to be okay. Well, I think that's incredible. What did you do for the last World Clubfoot Day? What did you choose to do for your, how you were going to raise money? Well, I made a barista stand like that probably was like, um, that probably costed like a thousand dollars out of two by fours and, um, and wood and things like that. But, um, but I did that, and I also, the organization that we're raising money for, um, they have this thing through it where the leathers from any, like, all the mm-hmm. continents, countries, countries um, from all different countries, they send the leathers and you can actually paint them. So you can have your own designs and paint them, and then you send them back. So this year, um, we had a little bit of experience with it. Um, two years ago? Yeah. Two years ago, because um, one of the bosses of the organization we raised money for um, actually came here and um, brought some of those boots with us to paint. So um we actually had a little bit of experience with that and this year we like asked them to send us we probably got like 50 boots and we still have like 20 left from the from two years ago too so um I decided to do that and I think like it does it is a lot harder for all the shipping so like you have to go there to here mm-hmm. to whichever country so it does probably so it does cost a lot of money for the shipping of the boots but um and it is all not as like it is a lot harder with all the shipping because it has to go like there back there Mm -hmm. um but it actually kind of probably like erases awareness like the boots that I painted it was almost like it's like I it's almost like I helped a child mm-hmm. um having these fun painted boots mm-hmm. so I decided to do that this year because I thought it um it would be kind of cool and lots of people have coffee in Fresno California so I made coffee decaf like um regular espresso press, and I just did all different types um, I would have been like there. A million different types of creamer. So 
it was it was really fun experience this year sounds fun and got to the point where we were actually like um we were actually like taking tables out of our neighbor's garages because we could we were running out of tables because so many people came so many people wanted to paint boots because i think that really raised awareness for um for clubfoot and a lot of people yeah that's awesome we did a a brace our my girls and i for mother's day painted braces and my girls loved it i have a nine-year-old daughter a seven-year-old daughter and then my four-year-old is the one that has club foot and um they had so much fun painting the braces yeah like um yeah like anytime i could like put my hands on a boot and paint it it was like it was amazing like i wish we could i wish we had some of the examples here to show you, um, but it was just amazing. That's so fun. Well, I really am impressed with everything that you're doing to create awareness for Clubfoot and to help those other kids that maybe don't have the same access to resources and treatment that you do or my cutie does. Yeah. And insurance. That's right. Um, So I think it's wonderful. So if I could ask you, what do you think has been the hardest part about having Clubfoot? And what, and then I was going to say, and then on on the flip side, what do you think has been the best part besides the wheelchair? (laughs) (laughs) So one of the hardest parts about Clubfoot is that sometimes you were like before the surgery and like, um the couple days before the surgery you just kind of felt like will I get through this Mm -hmm. um and you kind of felt a little worried about um if you're gonna make it through or not um and like how is everything gonna work out um and sometimes it um was hard because like you couldn't get enough I couldn't get enough sleep because my casts hurt so much after the surgery but honestly, I had people there to get through that with me and feel that with me. So I really didn't um, have many bad experiences with Clubfoot. Mm-hmm. So what do you think has so, been the best part? I think one of the best parts is that instead of having to go to the playground and the blacktop at my school, I would get to go to my, our school library and mm-hmm. play a bunch of board games. Um on breaks because I was in my wheelchair and it's kind of hard to I guess mm-hmm. I think it's a little hard to do like the monkey bars in your wheelchair yeah um, makes sense <laughs> so I really enjoyed that and I got to meet a lot of really good and nice people on my adventures of club but so I really I really enjoyed that if you could tell people anything about clubfoot what would you want them to know i would probably want them to know that if they have a child or any like a family member they know someone that has clubfoot i probably know they're going to get through it the same way as i did either if they have to do if they have to go through it differently or they don't have insurance or they have to go through this whole different process of 
the treatment, I probably know they're going to get through as well as I did. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Erin. I really appreciate it. And I know that all the parents listening to the podcast are really going to appreciate it too. So thanks for being a guest today. You're welcome. And if you want to find information on the about my cause, you could all yeah. you could go to hopebox.org and um or or curedpride.org does some things too that you mm-hmm. could see. Um and you could and you could also follow Hopebox on Instagram if you want to know more. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing that information. You're welcome. Well, I want to thank you both, Angie and Erin, for being guests today on the podcast. I so appreciate it. And your willingness to talk and to share your story will help so many other families who are listening. So it's a really big deal. And I appreciate you guys taking the time to do it today. Absolutely. Can I... If I want to, can just share one more thing for parents um, dealing yeah. with like this residual and, um, you know, some of the feelings that we talked about as far as like, oh my gosh, like, did I do something wrong or mm-hmm. that, you know, I don't know if at one point in time there was a lot of residual or whatever because parents were non-compliant, but I, I agree with you. I feel like there's this um, overreaching information out there that if they have that recurrence or they have that relapse that it's the parents didn't do everything right or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think one, um, I think our story can be an encouragement to that. Cause like I said, I mean, we did, we did everything we went above yeah. and beyond and it still happened, you mm-hmm. know? And that I just, I feel like I want those parents to understand that your child is not relapsing or having this recurrence because you did anything wrong. And for that matter, your child wasn't born with club foot because you did anything wrong. You know, there's this, I feel like people always want to know the answer, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know if anybody asked you, but people asked me like, well, what did you do when you were Mm -hmm. pregnant that, Mm -hmm. you know, to make this happen? And um, I would, you know, I really want that to just be taken off the table. Yeah. That it's not that you're doing anything wrong. And that, um, you know, I hesitate to say like your child's perfect because nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. And I'd also like to take that idea of, of achieving yeah. perfection off the table. But your child is perfectly who they need to yeah. be. And they are perfectly who the world needs them to be. Mm-hmm. And looking at experiences from other club families and from mine and, you know, the world, the world needs clubfoot kids. We mm-hmm. need clubfoot kids to teach us about, you know, humor and perseverance and determination, just like we need, you know, kids with diabetes to yes. teach us about, to teach us about, you know, discipline and, you know, ADHD kids can teach us about patience and mm-hmm. everybody has these challenges and the world needs that I, those, those perfectly imperfect people to teach mm-hmm. us these lessons. Um, and I think that it, in addition to like your child being perfectly who they need to be, um, one of the one of the most influential conversations I had was with my parents. I think early on when I was feeling a little sorry for myself and kind of asking that why question. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, my parents said, "Because you're the parent. 
Mm -hmm. Like you're the parent that this child needs. That's Mm -hmm. why it's you, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's the case that's, I mean, I'm not special. Like that's the case for all of us, right? Mm -hmm. We're exactly the parents that our kids need us to be. Mm -hmm. And so for the parents with the kids with the relapse or not, or whatever, you're exactly who your child needs you to be. You're the perfect parent for them. And, um, and it's not that anybody did anything wrong. Like this is the world needs your kids, the world and your child needs you, you know? And so I think that those are, um, I guess like, like little encouragements that I want to give, because those are the feelings that have haunted me through some of it. And I'd like to just take that off the table for other parents. Yeah. I think that's so powerful. I think you're absolutely right. There's that feeling of guilt that we put on ourselves. But at the same time, I spend a lot of time talking with, uh, you know, my daughter's about just what it's like. Everybody has difficulties. It doesn't matter whether it's inside or external or internal. We all have something and we're all, that's what makes us all different. And that's what makes us unique. And it's the uniqueness that makes us perfectly imperfect, right? Like that's what it is. Um, Some of them you can see more than others. Some of them are harder up front than they are later, but we all do it. We're all human. It's part of the human experience. And I think as moms, we really do need to start to step outside of that and to go like, we're not responsible um, for, for that. Right. Or maybe we are and take ownership of like, this is great. Um, this is the perfect part of my child that I was meant to be a part of. Right. Right. I mean, this is such a beautiful story and it's so much more creative than anything I could have ever imagined when I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. That, like this is, I mean, it is, it's amazing. This is a wonderful story. And I'm so happy that I get to have a front row seat. And I can do wheelies. And he can do wheelies in a wheelchair. Yeah. Who would have ever thought that that would be part of your story? Hit us up on Instagram if you need some lessons. Yeah. (laughs) We take no liability. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you both so much for taking the time to meet today. I appreciate it more than you'll ever know. So thank you. Well, thank you so much for having us. It's super exciting. It was. Absolutely. I want to thank Angie and Erin so much for their willingness to share their story in this two-part, first time ever, two-part episode of a Clubfoot Mom podcast. I'm just in awe of their ability to pay it forward for the Clubfoot community and their willingness to be open and share their experience with everybody. So I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and hearing from Aaron himself about what his experience was like. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, which I'm sure you did, please like, subscribe, and share with anyone who you think would benefit from hearing from it. And if you need to get in contact with me, you can do so through my website at maureenhoff.com or my Instagram account at Clubfoot Chronicles Mom. Until next time.